welcome, welcome everyone to the Co-Optional Podcast. Hello. <laughs> Today is the 14th of May, 2019, and this is episode 249. We are one episode away from 250. Whoa. That's 250 episodes. That's a lot of episodes. 250. Two, five, zero. Two, five, zero. We can count. Five, oh. That's how numbers work. <laughs> <laughs> Our guest today is the amazing, incredible, most stylish hair Build in the, the world. Ego. I, yeah, I, more, I am more, uh, more. the, <laughs> the previous host of Judge Mathis. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gave the channel away. To nobody. <laughs> uh, drinking his what, what? What coffee is that? You said it's your favorite. Pecan. Butter pecan. Fool. Okay, butter pecan coffee in the summertime. <laughs> It is Mathis Games. Oh, Welcome Mathis. back to the show. Oh, thank you for having me. <laughs> it's I'm been about a dessert. year. Drinking dessert. <laughs> dessert. Yeah, That's yeah, pretty yeah. much what it is. It's great. <laughs> Thanks for having me. It's great to be back. Ah, I, th I think it's. it has been about a year. I can't remember what it was we were discussing but uh, the last time. But, yeah. <laughs> Do not remember. Possibly Here games. Probably. It probably was. Yeah. Probably. Um, happy belated Mother's Day to Dukes. Just want to get that out of the way. Dab <laughs> dabbing with the dukes. <laughs> I hate that dabbing's still around. <laughs> I hate that being, well, living in North Carolina for a large part of my life, I feel like dabbing is something, I mean, it's a, you know, it's Cam Newton. So it, it is our thing. We are responsible sure. for that. And I feel a big sense of shame and regret. But at the <laughs> same time. <laughs> best thing to ever happen <laughs> it's like the only thing to ever come out of that state but uh, yeah right um i mean we we went to the super bowl one that one time and you know after not losing any games during the entire well one game the entire season and then yeah dropped the ball at the end but hey um yeah so i feel shame regret over the dab but at the same time i love the fact that dodger has like this entire cult around the dab <laughs> and that emotes have spawned so in a way, I feel like a sense of pride almost, but only because she took ownership of the dab. That's all. You're welcome. You're, I'm glad that I get to alleviate some of the shame. You appropriated the dab culture. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Mother's Day was awesome. I uh, went to see Detective Pikachu and it was adorable. And, uh, my daughter screamed at me all day. <laughs> so Normally she's so chill with me and specifically on Mother's Day, she was like, you know what? I don't really want to hang out with you. And I'm like, bad. <laughs> you don't have a choice. Yeah, it's Mother's Day. Hug me. <laughs> that was my day. Yeah, it was great. Awesome, awesome. Uh, it is Keep selling parenthood to me. I'm loving it so far. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it is difficult for me to even comprehend that she is as old as she is now. Like that, it blows yeah. my mind. Like, I yeah. can't wrap my head around a year. I'm like, whoa. No. Uh, just no. Yeah, it was, there was a long period of time where I didn't bring her into the office. And then I brought her in after she had started walking. And everybody was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, she's so walking. big. Not me. I see right through her cute. right through it. Not true at all. I see Jessie's right through that cute little booty. Anybody. Jesse's. Oh. Weezer her all the time is so cute. <laughs> I don't think that happened. <laughs> I like to imagine Jesse standing in the hallway as she's like waddling towards me. He's like, I see you through your bullshit. I don't I do. 
I know what's oh, going on here. <laughs> she, uh, she questioned her choices the other day. Uh, she like started walking towards me, and I started walking towards her. And she started walking towards me, I started walking towards her, and I did like a weird walk, and she like turned around and ran. For <laughs> and I was like, I'm still in charge. She's like, skirting your dominance over Ooh. a toddler, genius. She's like skirting yeah. you like you're an elite mob in World of Warcraft. Like, is 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 it gonna time? No, no. <laughs> Am I gonna pull? No. Not ready for this. Um, she likes putting things back. That's like a new thing for her. So wow, she like grabbed, appreciate that a bunch of stickers that were just sitting in Jesse's room and like crumpled them up and was walking around with them and then very gently walked back over and put them back. <laughs> Jesse were like, we re- we don't need those don't anymore. Need we don't, yeah, we're fine. <laughs> She's like, no. <laughs> I just wanted to borrow them. <laughs> All right, then. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you had a good Mother's Day. Um, yeah, I was not with my spawn, my baneling, during Mother's Day. But he's at the age where he doesn't really care or remember anyway. So, yeah. Instead, I was taking a long walk off of a short stage, lost two of my front teeth, bloodied my entire face. Blood still is pulled in both of my eyes. I look like an amazing demon. I I kind of want to go back and replay Doom for my stream because I feel like that might be the only appropriate thing I could stream looking the way I do right now. Oh my goodness! So Damn. yeah, I can't I can't win. I can't win. Yeah. <laughs> I just Clearly can't. Not. It's not with Clearly you. Not. No luck is not a thing that I have in Korea. It is being very very clear to me. That is for sure. Um, so yeah, that is why no cam for me today on the Co-Optional Podcast. Here, enjoy this corgi instead. Ta-da! Uh, Adorable. Hooray! So cute. <laughs> um, speaking of, of random, oh, well, I guess odd segue. Um, I was talking about WoW a second ago. I just heard uh, World of Warcraft Classic Beta, possibly the fifteenth, which would be tomorrow. Oh, wow! I heard the release date was August. Uh, the, yeah, the I release date's the twenty seventh. The twenty seventh for uh, for classic WoW. Uh, here's my thing, classic WoW. Like I'm sure all of us absorbed my life in two thousand four to like through Wrath. That was just my life. It's all I had on my screen. It's all I played. And then life. And then I became an adult. And then like life took over. And now I don't know if I have the time to dedicate I, to classic WoW. Can I like blow your mind? So last yeah, week do I was doing. And I'm one of those people who on this podcast has said numerous times, like, I don't know. Yeah. I played it once. I was there. I don't know that I give a shit. That's uh, how I feel. So I went to Blizz and let me just say, I think it's, I feel exactly about it as I feel with Borderlands. I have no desire to ever play Borderlands games single player. Yeah. But if you put me with a group of friends, I will play Wild Classic in a heartbeat. So like I sat uh, in a row. It was it was just like a weird coincidence that happened. There was a bunch of people there. In my row was um, myself, Tally, uh, Rudyism, Rudy, love Rudy, uh, Tyrden, and Chinglish. And so we were all in this row together, and we were just like shit talking and being dumb. And somehow got the idea that we should go run Razorfen Downs. Oh man! And we're just like, let's go do it. So we all made characters that were all I think level forty. Is what they gave us, and I was like, I guess I'll be a, I guess I'll be a shaman, and <laughs> do what I did before because that's what I was in vanilla, and I'll be resto and I'll heal you guys. Let's go do this thing. I it hit me, 
everything I remember about Vanilla Wow is not what was actually in Vanilla Wow. Like everything that I remember didn't come. I was sitting there like talking with uh, my friend Lauren. I'm just like, Josh, what the hell? Like, where's this ability? Where's this ability? And he's like, bro, those, those were in exist. Burning Crusade. Yeah. yeah. Later, I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I, only had heels. I had a big heel and a little heel. There's mm -hmm. no chain heel. There's no healing stars. There's no like all yep. this BS there is. I'm like, where are all my, like, where's my thing to drop all my totems? He's like, my dude. That shit. Exist. You go totem, 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 totem. If you want to do anything, you have to drop four. You have to press four mm -hmm. buttons before you cast, cast a spell. I'm just yep. like the, f like going through, I, I, I things. I, there's some things I remember. Like you want, you don't want to use your highest level spell, right? There are things I remember about going around and the questing process and running through dungeons. And after every fight, you damn well better drink if you're a healer. Like I yes. remember some things, but. Everything else that I was just like, oh, where's this thing? And where's this thing? They don't come till later. And there was like almost a Zen piece to it. Like <laughs> realizing it's, it's that so as simple. a healer, like <laughs> one of the reasons why I quit healing in Pandaria, I was like, I'm I'm done. I'm out. The fact that I have to learn 20 different damn heals and I have to like know exactly when to like use oh my chain heal and my different things and my like i gotta throw down my totem that i'm trying to remember what the hell that name is like f it like all that stuff God. there's like a then quality to literally only having to worry about two things and it's mm. about the management of those two things rather than the like well, okay there's 50 things i can choose from but i gotta use the right one of those 50 in this scenario and that shit's too much for me i hate that and that's why i stopped healing and i was like i'm just gonna dps because i don't have to think and that's kind of the quality of this moment for me is I sat down to play. And when I realized how chill it was and how much fun it was playing with four other guys who I, I know two of them fairly well, but the other two, I don't really know all that well, but all of us, when we got in, we were in the Barrens running to RFD and just like bullshitting in chat and like <laughs> talking to people and making jokes with each other and talking like, it's like when you, if you like know a movie and you go to a party and everyone else there loves that movie as much as you love that shit and you instantly have this connection with them mm. that is through something and all of us in that row, we just like, for a two hour block when we were doing RFD, people went to lunch, y'all. People <laughs> went to lunch and we still sat and played because one of our one of our players died and oh, we were we bugged out the map and so... One of our players died. We bugged out the map. I couldn't res him because I was still under attack for some reason. And we couldn't find the mob that was attacking me. So we literally had to run all the way oh, back. God. Like, literally, shaman, I don't have an earth shield to put on people. Like, all the things I take for granted as a shaman, there's no earth shield, right? It was literally, I can lightning shield myself. That's it. Like, it's, there's a lot of stuff there that's fascinating. And then learning that the characters will not be affected by patches if that makes sense so like the release of every bit of content right so from vanilla all the way through nax right mm -hmm. it's always 1.12 there's never going to be a moment where they're like well we found out that uh, warrior axes are a little too sharp so we're going to nerf that so a little bit okay right. it is literally the way it's going to be the entire time it exists so every character is at like the peak version of that character during that time period in vanilla Right. And that is, Smart. I think, great. So it'll never change. You'll never have to, like, worry about being nerfed 
The character you are is the character you are. It's fascinating. And I sat there and I'm, I'll be honest I, again. I was like, I don't, I'm not excited for this shit. Now I'm like, <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> I had a lot of fun. Am I still going to be really pissed off about, cause I, I even asked the devs, I was like, yo, have you changed anything from 50 to 60? Cause that was boring as shit. And they're like, we didn't think it was boring. It's the way it is. I was like, okay. <laughs> so, but they're literally, their whole point is they're giving you the vanilla experience at patch 1.12. Like mm. that's what it is. And it's not going to change. We're not going to mess with it at all. That it is what it is on launch. It's that's what you're going to get. You don't have to like you, are who you are you don't have to worry about things being changed and it's just experiencing it and it was one of those things where i thought i knew what it was and i feel like <laughs> this is every rosy colored glasses situation where like i remember the way it was and then you actually do it and you're like i don't remember the way it was <laughs> uh, so then my my question i guess to you jesse then do you think you'll raid in vanilla because that's that's where i spent obviously most of my time at once i hit max is sure. a ton of a ton of anixia and rag but you know those were four hour to eight hour nights and you would walk away with right. maybe some dkp and that was it here's the thing i'm not gonna i haven't even thought that far ahead gotcha. in my mind mm -hmm. what i'm thinking is i want to play with my friends and I want to do like thing, yeah. silly stuff and run through dungeons <laughs> and go like try to break into Hydra again and try to find Ooh. the secret oh my islands gosh, yes. and like do GM the, the Island. Yes. GM Island. Right. Like do all the things that I remember doing that I loved, but at the same time, I'm in no rush. I know a lot of people are going to be like, I got to get to max level so I can do the, and that's God bless. Enjoy your life. I hope you have a great time. <laughs> I'm going to just like chill and have fun and like really just enjoy the moment and if there comes a point in time where i get bored oh well yeah. yeah and that's fine and, and chances are like most games where i start out with a bunch of people and then they like power level through stuff and i'm like i don't want to devote that time yeah. it'll probably come a point where i get bored with it because i have no one to play with and i expect that will probably happen sometimes especially in this because the vibe i got was very borderlandsy we're in Borderlands. I can play with friends all day. But if you put me in that game by myself, 10 Seems minutes nice. in, I'm like, yeah, competitive. Yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Those, those, I could not play those games without, without a friend anymore. But it was playing with these guys, it was like reliving old days and going back through this dungeon. And RFD is a pretty shit dungeon. It's not great. <laughs> and we like had a blast. One of the bosses, we almost bugged out. And so Our, we kept trying to bug every boss. And eventually we bugged something. I don't know what the, the devs are like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. We had a ton of fun. Um, um, you know. Arctic was the one where you fight the lich at the end? Uh, Yeah. It's the one where you have to go up that giant ass fire. Right? Yeah, yeah. I remember that, took, that alone took us an hour because that yeah. shit is so long. And the um, pull, I remember the pulls being for that really, really iffy because if you pull, like, yeah. if you went too far, you pulled like everything. And the problem is, is I I had to keep lowering my heels because I was like, I think I can do like a level five. Oh, you were aggro. And I was like, no, I can't do it because they kept pulling stuff. And yeah. I was just like, okay, <laughs> level two heels. If you MFers keep doing, I'd be like, I'd literally have to shout in the like place in the corner, like, guys, <laughs> I'm going to be drinking. My berry juice now, so I need you all not to pull. Racking <laughs> up, and it was—it's straight up just get on ventrilo, baby. Relive yeah. those oh, old man. days. RFD is a terrible <laughs> dungeon. Watch, watch. We had a great time doing it, which to me 
says a lot about the experience. And I imagine getting a lot of uh, different streamers together and just playing through would be quite the experience. So I'd be a fool not to be like, I want to do that. That sounds great. That sounds like a lot of fun. And so for sure, for sure, it's something I want to do. Yeah, I can't wait to play it and maybe squad stream it with some friends. I think that'd be amazing. But yep. I mean, I hadn't even thought about the patch situation. So I'm glad that you brought that up, Jesse. That's one of those things I guess you wouldn't know unless you went down to Blizzard and been like, it. hey, I didn't think about it either. Imagine like even like with StarCraft, we had so many balance issues and that's a continuous battle. And at mm -hmm. some point we're like, yes, Brood Wars, the most purest form, the most balanced, the best yeah. game, the best version of this game. But to think of something like that in an MMO, like, wow, I can't even remember. I remember living through all those patches now that you brought it up. And I remember, yeah, it sort of hated my life for certain patches based on what class that you played. But I had never thought about that with Classic. It's like they do actually have the chance to fix all of the mistakes they gradually fixed over the course of time. <laughs> it's like it's its purest form. And the only actual like patches, air quotes, mm. are the release of content. Right, right. Are the yeah. of all the different dungeons and raids that eventually happen cool. later. When I think that's great. I I love the idea of not having to worry about like, oh, I have to change what I'm doing because they like I want the most minimalist version of a game in this experience because yeah. I don't want to have to worry about a new effing thing. I want to go back and just like literally just worrying about like, okay, I have to keep my four totems down. Which totem do I use? My healing totem or my mana totem? Well, I guess I need some mana. And then just worry about the two heals. Mm. Some slight in that brief make. moment, I was like, no wonder eventually I had to switch to like 80 different UI things in order to keep my heals up. <laughs> yeah. And have, like, change my screen. Vanilla WoW was so pure that I just like had the UI that was there because I didn't need anything else because yeah. it didn't require it of me. And I was just like, heal, 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 heal. <laughs> oh, this is great. I look over and they're like, I'm trying to hold aggro. They'd be like, Oh, it was, it was hilarious. And I was like, this is, yeah. yeah, man, I can't wait to be a healer. I'm going to go back and be a healer and be proud to be a vanilla healer. Before be the whack-a-mole mod of healing where you just click on the click red on square that needs it. Oh, gosh, I yes. I hate that stuff. <laughs> changed so much. It's, but oh, I will say the UI, um, it is a more modern uh, version of the UI they have. So you can change okay. a lot of the, the raid frame stuff. You can make the That's group, good. you know, like the little circly bits, you can turn them into the, the, the bars. They, and make so it, like, there was, I'm glad that there's still some modern conveniences they've kind of dragged over because, yeah. but uh, yeah, vanilla was like the last time shamans were good, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that was like the last time paladins were wow. bad and then they swapped like in wrath and then it never never looked back but hey you only had them on one side so all you had to do is go play the other faction so you were that's fine. true yeah I, I, the, the joke, I remember that i was an alliance player in, in vanilla and the ah. joke was the only thing shamans were missing was stealth because they had everything else um the one thing also with and and I'm not sure because I'm not I'm not 100% certain how much actually goes on when they do um, maintenance anymore. I mean, it used to be it was all server optimization, updating for honor and whatnot. But now to think about it, without any balance changes, without any improvements happening, what is maintenance actually going to be like? Non-existent. I, I look like I That's said. That's a weird one. Maintenance is the, the the game is it's like it is done. 
there is no maintenance needed unless they screw something up with like the things they input into the game to make it run the way it's supposed to run or whatever, you know, backend stuff. Eventually it's, it should be like a self-sustaining thing. The only thing I, that I question them about that I'm really curious about is I asked them, when does classic not become classic anymore? Yeah. That's when do we get, question. when do we get flying again? <laughs> when that's do people like, clamor when, for what moment? Does it stop being the classic experience? Like, are you just going to end it at Nax? And if that happens, then what do you do? Like, well, I, I imagine they're going to do what, it and just leave it. Well, I imagine and, they're going to do what EverQuest is going to do. What EverQuest does with their classic servers. So they they constantly have a rotation of like starting in vanilla, work through certain expansions. It'll stay there for a while, and then after some time, they reset the reset, clock and go back. Interesting. I didn't think about that. Yeah, that's what yeah. EverQuest does. That would actually be really cool, especially when you think about events like opening the gates of Encourage and whatnot. For people who want the classic WoW experience, but those global events that obviously require everybody on both sides to enable to happen. Because I think that was like, what, a month, two months, maybe even longer Yo, than that. That event was, was a- the longest slog <laughs> of just collecting bullshit, but ended in one of the most fun effed up experiences i've ever been a part of it was Same. so laggy the and frame rate <laughs> other, but it was like giants walking it was the first time you ever experienced anything that like it wasn't until burning crusade when you got to hellfire peninsula and you saw that big like giant walker dude it wasn't until that walker? point yeah that there was ever anything like that like that big walker, big anubis dude just walking around in silthus was the craziest effing thing they had no chill when they were putting that together. They didn't even think about <laughs> lag. They were like, fuck it. Just giants and like crazy monsters. That was incredible. What was the was the, the was it the Nax event that they they the, the disease bugged out and everybody died? No, uh that was, was that I later? think that was in Burning Crusade. Was that Burning Crusade? The, okay. Was it it was like the or maybe was it, it was leading, was it leading into Wrath, maybe? maybe it was Zandalar. No, not Zand uh, um Hakar. Um, what the hell's the name of that dungeon that's in Zulgarub? Zulgarub. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was in ZG. Okay. Still can't get that tiger to drop. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I never got any good mounts. Nah. Well, we yeah, had Prendor the- on last <laughs> week, so he was obviously like the master of not getting mounts to drop. So. <laughs> it was yeah. It was the Hakar uh, curse thing. Uh, but one point one two, it would not be active then. So. Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. Mm. That's too early. Gotcha. Neat though. I mean. I'll probably poke in. I just don't know. Unless I have people to play with like you. I, it might be like a night, neat little like one day nostalgia trip for me and be like, oh, I remember this. And right. then bounce. Yeah. Well, we're going to move off from Classic WoW because I see Duke's getting super bored here. She's like, man, it's going to be another hour of us talking about oh, Classic No, I'm I don't kidding. want you guys to feel like <laughs> move on. No, no. no. Like, we we'll keep talking about it. Please feel free. I know it's very, very, it's like a big deal. It's something that should be talked about. So I don't mind. Oh, I no, just no, 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 nothing to no. No, no. All I'm saying is we'll obviously be talking about it closer to release. And so I don't, I don't need this to to drag on too much but um i did <laughs> i did want to mention that the um there is a 15th anniversary edition of uh classic wow for i think you can get it what is it actually for some reason it says on my announcement thing here that it doesn't even come out until october 8th though it's, that sounds weird cool um is, i think it's also part of the 25 year celebration thing right so there's 
There's two things. Oh, man, I'm not sure what I can talk about because there's an NDA till tomorrow as well. <laughs> I saw somebody uh, send a screenshot on Twitter of the box and like a figure. Yeah, there's yeah, a, so, a Ragnaros so, figure. So the the one on October 8th that you can get, the 15th anniversary edition, is $99. And it comes with that and a bunch of stickers and pens. But I think the majority of your money is actually going to be spent on that statue. Let me let me tell you exactly what it comes with because I have oh, a photo of it. Oh, oh, oh. Bring it on, Jesse uh, Cox. Like, I might yeah, so... The oh my god, this bad boy right here. Yeah, that thing yeah. right there dun, is dun. this is the, the collector's edition for uh the 15 years of World of Warcraft, and you get this like ridiculously gold plated uh Ragnaros, which is weird, and then you get in-game mounts that are made of stone, and then a bunch of like you know extra things that probably don't matter to anyone because everyone's just trying to buy that statue. Um, <laughs> and then uh, there's another thing you get for, I believe it's 25 years of Warcraft and it's a mount and I don't think I can talk about it yet. Maybe I can. It looks really cool and I can't say anything about it, but it's pretty dope. Maybe I can. I don't know. I'm not going to take the chance. But uh, look, all I'm saying is I also saw something else there, y'all. I can't talk about this shit. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't say it. Yeah, why would it. you even mention it? That's really Cause, cause I'm trying to get that hype. The hype is in me, and I want y'all to feel like. Let's just say it was another cinematic, and that shit is the dopest fire that ever lit under your butt. It made me like stand up and be like, "God damn!" Did Taryn do it? Did Taryn do it? Did Taryn Gregory come in and do it? Please tell uh, me it was one of no, Taryn. No, no, this is like the actual cinematics team. All this right. is the same team that's brought you all of the. Sarfang cinematics so far for this expansion and like I'm buying this 15th I ain't gonna say nothing right. but the next cinematic is the fire it will make you be like I'm ready for this for oh my god 8.2 I'm fucking ready so like <laughs> I'm so excited so excited you have no effing clue I'm so excited <laughs> I, hopefully it comes out tomorrow because I'm going to retweet the shit out of that. I'll be like, yo, look at this shit. So, that's <laughs> um, yeah, before we move on to uh, other games beyond that, I, I just have to get this out because I feel like it's within me in this minor little pop culture moment since we've been talking about WoW and WoW. I'm like, so passionate about WoW. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. I'm so passionate about the latest season of Game of Thrones, but man, has this been sucking. Has anyone else been watching this and realizing that the writing has started to suck so bad? Every episode has sucked like, worse than the last. <laughs> I have a video coming up in like less than an hour that explains. I think I figured this out. Y'all, I think I smarty pants figured this out. And I, hold on. Kristen, was my video okay? <laughs> 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 uh, it was all right. <laughs> I love this. We rely on Kristen to whether or not it's okay. <laughs> While you're doing that, I'm buying 15th anniversary WoW right now. Nice, there nice, you go. Nice, nice. Yeah, do it. Um, I just uh, anyone anyone else actually watching I, Game of Thrones this season? Just of course. Um, but I the there's a and I don't think that this is a spoiler. But just in case anybody just doesn't want to hear this discussion anymore, I'll put my finger up. And when I put it down, I'm done talking <laughs> for anybody who's watching. Um, I read a thing that was about like writing styles. 
mm. and about how like the way that George R. R. Martin writes is entirely character driven, right? Yes. He's right. Just like, I'm going to, I'm going to do, I I've developed these characters. I spent a lot of time with them and I'm going to be true to like what they would do. Yeah, I literally was thinking that last night, the way yeah. he writes, it's almost like he just watches the characters and he doesn't exactly. Really yeah. And it's something he's been lauded for. Right. Yeah, but great. now because they're having to wrap it up, they've had to change the writing style drastically to be like, okay, how do we want it to end? Mm. So now what do these characters need to do to get to that ending? And so a lot of people are feeling that shift at least this is like a theory of why why everybody's so frustrated is that, that the characters sense. are having to suit the ending versus the characters suiting the characters. That's yeah, the ending. Uh, sorry, suiting. Kristen had, you know, minor changes that need to be made. They won't be. Made. <laughs> I see. I see. Um, uh, but yeah. That's... No, but Dodger, uh, you're absolutely right. That's pretty much what my video is, honestly. Mm. That's pretty much, uh, I'll spoiler finger this. <laughs> no. Dodger's right. <laughs> Dodge is right. That's exactly what's going on. Uh, the there are the problem is, is that George R. R. Martin is one of those writers who is like, "Hey, I have an idea of what I want to do," and then he unfortunately, like, I think he said once that he plants character seeds and watches them grow. So the dude just like goes along <laughs> with it. And the problem is it takes him forever to write books, but also it makes his character seem more real. It makes us care about the characters more because they do things that aren't like insane plot device mechanics. They do things real characters would do. And so it made us care about characters. And then we could see how their actions, what they did resulted in what happened to them. Like you could see it coming a mile away. The problem is, is that much like Lost, uh, the two lead writers for this said at the Oof. end of six seasons seven and eight were gonna be 13 total episodes and they're gonna wrap up the show and what they did with that is give themselves an ending because george r. r martin told them the ending he said this is the ending so everything you're seeing in the show is how the books end it's not like gonna be different y'all it's it's how it ends and so um the biggest problem is that uh they were now confined by trying to get us to the ending right and so everything that happens leads to that ending the the shitty thing is is that it made all these characters that we fell in love with into like shallow <laughs> yeah well, i mean it's, it's like they they they're now plot devices everything's leading to this yeah. final episode right so mm -hmm. the thing here there's one bit of hope that the final episode would probably be amazing because everything is leading to it and the whole <laughs> point is that the final episode is the most important thing so hopefully it won't be shit but like I have a theory about how it's going to end, and I'm not okay. Um, <laughs> I like literally. Well, will that be in your video? video? And it's uh. a theory that I think is going to be right, and I'm really angry about it. But um, the the thing I think is crazy is that you can see all the things that the characters did coming. Like it isn't like oh that came out of nowhere. It makes sense. The problem is is their turns and their motivations and what they're doing are they poorly needed, told. They needed like another two quickly. seasons. Yeah. yeah, and so this brings up another crazy question. I just want to like pose this. I pose in the video. If they knew that they only had a limited amount of time, why go for the fan service -y stuff? I get it. It's fan service. But why did we need to see Brienne become a knight? Like, it was great. I loved that moment. I thought it was incredible. That scene, looking back, unnecessary. Meanless. What does that do for the story? How does that help us in the end? Right? Like yeah. that kind of shit, I don't know that it matters. And they did a lot of that in season seven and in season eight so far. And it makes me quite like, 
unless there's a huge payoff of Arya finding a horse, why is there five <laughs> minutes of slow-mo of her with a horse, right? Like things like that. If they knew there was time, right. why give us those moments that are very cinematic and look beautiful and are amazing, but utterly pointless in the storytelling process? There's a lot there that I think, I think the whole situation screwed over this entire show. It's just like Lost, where at the end of Lost, they were like, okay, we're going to wrap this up in two seasons. By setting themselves to do that, they had to tell a story that by the end, you're just like, what the fuck was that? And it's the same thing. <laughs> the exact same thing. Yeah. And I, I'm going to let you know, you're not going to be happy with how this ends. It's not going to end the way you want. Not because it's not the way the story ends, but because the characters we're seeing on screen are not the characters. They're not getting the time need. that they need. Is it, Yeah. Like, it's not the same characters. This, if this, if you know, this, this ending is what we'll get in the books. I'm very curious how much more acceptable it'll be because we'll have two more books of of character development and plot, mm -hmm. and we'll be able to see these things happening over the course of time. I also read that HBO offered them ten episodes for the final season, and they and the D and D said no, we only need six. Can I? Can I? Can I? I didn't mention this in the video, but can I like propose a nasty hypothesis that they wanted outside to work on their Star Wars movies? They're going to move in right, Star Wars. Yeah, right. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. But uh, that's, yeah, that's pretty rough. And it really upsets me to see all the videos that people are putting together of like the cast being like, oh, yeah, it's uh, a great season. That shit upsets me because I'm it's like, a great video, though. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Clark literally doing like the, oh, it's great. Yeah, he's like, like, he's like, mm, mm. Or oh. Kit Harrington, who said it was like bad. And then he's like, no, I'm just kidding. It's epic. One of those two. Yeah. <laughs> Like they, everyone Yikes. just was like, mm -mm, which sucks. It sucks because I think everyone deserved better. But I will say this final season, the acting's still great. Visually still looks amazing. The music's still amazing. It's just the way they're telling the story is like really kind of like terrible. But yeah. that's the way they have to tell it now. So here we are. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to make sure I wasn't the only person who who watched the episode <clears throat> was it last night, Sunday night, whatnot, and was thinking to myself, wow, does this show just really suck now? What is happening here? And I knew with the abbreviated season that things were going to get a bit tight, a bit rough, but uh, it, it stopped being Game of Thrones and now it's like, this is the story of Jon Snow, la 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 la. And I, yeah, my frustration knows no ends with, with this series now. I am actually looking forward to the book because, like you said, I think we might get a bit more and maybe it won't feel as jolted and jarring and yeah but yeah the writing is just oh, i can't i can't yep. with game of thrones right now it's just it's making me more mad every and I'm, i've gone back and started watching from season one again just to see some of the, the nuance of the writing how things have changed and it's like wow this show actually drags on forever yeah there's it's actually so long <laughs> There's three seasons of a character just like wandering. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, oh, okay. Because it's all, it's a character driven story. Unlike most stories, this one's a massively character driven story. And the fantasy aspects are all the ones that are on the outside trying to force their way in. And so it's this idea of like, what are these normal people who have normal goals, normal motivations, who are rational thinkers for the most part? How are they going to react when the world becomes irrational? And that's like what it's building to. How do you react when, like, dead things come to get you, but you're like, that's fantasy, right? That's the, that's the whole idea of the show. And then they're just like, none of that shit matters. <laughs> and they're like, what? Anyway, we should move on. Yeah. Because, I was yeah. just going to say, 
games, I guess. We, we could go on. But yeah, uh, when is your video going to be up about uh, Game of Thrones, Jesse? Do you know? Oh, the next hour or so. Okay, awesome. Well, anyone who wants more Game of Thrones discussion, you can catch Jesse's video and uh, yes, <laughs> enjoy. What have we been playing this past week slash two weeks because we were off last week because Jesse was over at Blizzard. I was falling off of a stage. Yay, fun. Uh, <laughs> so what have we been playing? I think Mathis should tell us what he's been playing because he's the guest arena. Oh, boy. Mathis plays everything. I've been playing a lot of weird stuff. Uh, Go on. <laughs> I've been playing a ton of Kenshi still. Kenshi's a great game. I don't know if anybody here has played Kenshi, but um, it's an indie game that was in development for 12 years. It was on early access since day one on Steam and released only a couple months ago in 1.0. Uh, and it is a kind of top-down RPG, like CRPG mixed with RTS combat. And the idea is it's incredibly deep mechanically. There's a lot of simulation aspects. Um, but it's also one of those games where the world doesn't care that you're there. And if you want to do anything, you have to work for it. Mm -hmm. uh, and the game will, and the world will likely kill you. It's a futuristic post-apocalyptic world after like a giant empire of technologically advanced humans fell. And everybody's now, it's basically samurai punk. Everybody's wearing like kind of heavy armor and they're wielding katana blades and stuff like that. Uh, and it's just up to you if you want to do anything. You can be a lone wanderer that wanders this giant world. It kind of reminds me uh, aesthetically of Morrowind in that it's got a very alien look to it. And you can just kind of just be this guy who wanders around and does his own thing. Or you can recruit a bunch of people, set up your own city, and run your own city if that's what you want to do. And anything in between. Um, it's, a, it's a world ripe for... Uh, emergent storytelling where the story that kind of comes out of it is your own and the world has dark soul style lore where if you want to learn about what happened to the lore you have to go out and you have to look for things and read descriptions on items and that's the only way you're going to really find out what really happened in this world or you can ignore all of it and just become this wasteland samurai badass that wanders and kills things for his whole life um yeah it's really really cool i've been having a lot of fun with that and uh beyond that I was going to say, you're I, on episode, what, 19, 20 yeah, now for Kenshi? I've heard this I've game two, yeah. so hard. It is super Everyone hard. Everyone I know who has tried to play this game is, like, <laughs> miserable playing it, but can't stop playing <laughs> I it. I love it. It's so great. <laughs> it's so punishing. Um, the game, it's really hard to die, but the game will constantly beat you into the ground. It's, it's kind of like being a Saiyan. Like you get beat into the ground, but because you got beat, your toughness stat goes up a little bit. So now you can take a bit of a more of a beating next time you get into a fight and you can lose limbs and then you can go buy a cybernetic replacement and replace your arm with like a robot arm and stuff like that. And each, each robotic limb has different stats and penalties. It's really, really cool. Uh, yeah, I'm on, I'm doing season two right now. I kind of do this like story thing with it where the, each episode opens kind of with like a recap and, uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, mm. Beyond that, I've been putting a frig ton of time into Smash Ultimate, and I'm getting ready for my first actual tournament. So, Whoa, ooh, nice. I'm really excited. You main? Uh, I'm a peach boy, my waifu. Really? <laughs> yeah, I love my girl. Uh, I don't know how much I like you, Shay. It's like, I'm a peach boy. Enjoy <laughs> <laughs> <Enjoy> that. <laughs> I love my peach, all right? Yeah, I've been I've been playing real hard for like five six months now. Just been practicing, practicing. I'm gonna hit up a couple of locals, and then in August, uh, there's a big tournament happening in my state that I'm I'm gonna sign up to go to. I'll probably get annihilated, but I want to go, and it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's been it's my first time really clicking with a fighting game of any type, even though it's Smash and Smash is kind of a different fighting game. Uh, yeah, this is the first time anything's really tickled that competitive aspect for me, and it's been a lot of fun. 
Hmm. I, I like the fact of just going. Like, even if you're not competing, I love going mm-hmm. to those things. But uh, there's a... Um, I don't know what you what would you call it. I guess uh, it is a, technically a bar, <laughs> but it's a retro game bar in Korea, and they've started setting up weekend Smash tournaments. Oh, that's cool. And so there are people who come in from all over, not even just in Seoul. There are people who come all the way from Busan, all the way just. I mean, just it's hours. Weekend. Yeah, just to play with other people who are playing Smash, and I, I don't know. I like that about the fighting community is we will travel far and away. Yeah, and I was struggling wicked hard because i was had no one to practice with so i was doing a lot of quick play and quick play is like a cesspool of just shitty rule sets all the way all the time but immediately there were people like hey let's get let's get a group and like let's scrim and now i have like a group of five or six people that are there every night that i can actually just grind with and practice and like really focus on the things that i want to focus on and not play quick play and want to rage after a round because (laughs) i got matched up with a one stock three minute jigglypuff and I want it to just like break my controller because all they do is cheese you off the stage and then they teabag you. Good times. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the worst. Good stuff. <laughs> uh, other than that, though, game wise, that's kind of it, really. Like, I, I haven't been playing too much. Uh, I've been Besides trying to get a some Outward, some Caves yeah, of Cud. <laughs> Outward, Caves of Cud is great. I don't know if you like true roguelikes, but it's like a 2015, it's like from 2015. And Outward, I'm sure you guys have talked about it a little bit already, but Outward is a very interesting game. I think Sam played a ton of Outward actually when it came. Sam out. has played a ton of Outward, yeah. Um, I, like I only played a little bit. I think we talked about it the most when Crendor was on because yeah. Crendor had played a decent amount. Um, yeah, how like how far did you get with it? Oh, uh, I mean, I'm still playing. Um, I, I, you basically, my first goal was to get to the center of the mountain to unlock magic, and mm. now I'm on my way to Berg, where I'll learn ritualistic magic. Um, I like it a lot. I don't know how much I like that it's 100% loot driven. Um, like yeah. there's no skills, there's no leveling up. You are literally limited by what you found in the world. And that can That's what suck. I totally agree with that because I was thinking about this the other day. That's what makes it so frustrating for me is that mm-hmm. if you fuck up and you know, you're, you lose something happens to your backpack or whatever, and you just don't have your stuff anymore, you're actually, like, totally fucked. Yep. Like, you don't get to be like, well, at least I've been developing my body. At least, like, I have these skills. At yeah. least I, you know. None of that. Have, <laughs> have the progression of my character. Even with that- magic. Like, your earliest magic spells for fire. You have to have a lantern. Otherwise, you can't right. do anything other than, like, snap your fingers and cause a spark. And you're like, oh, I guess that's all I can do right um yeah i agree i like the i like the idea of like planning for a long trip and knowing i need to bring provisions and bring a a, a tent and, and try and camp out and, and avoid a lot of the combat but i went into this one fort and uh there was a guy sitting at a table and you could talk to him and he's like oh hey yeah we offer free room and board for adventurers i was like sweet like i need to, to rest and then he's like yeah follow me and then the screen goes to black and then i wake up as a slave <laughs> they took all my gear my Whoa. backpack everything and it wasn't a fight it was just this guy's like free room and board for all those who come into the fort i was like i need to sleep great and it just punishes you for accepting it and now sorry no 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 please go ahead people in chat are specifying you can pay cash to permanently improve your character but you if you die you lose all your money right it's still so if you suck like i do and it's a survival game and you know all of your shit it's hard to progress i guess is what we're saying so you're right yeah, Not I guess what I mean that you don't, but I guess I think what we both mean is you don't 
just naturally level up from experience. There's no experience games. points. Yeah, fighting fighting things. I in, don't think, as far as I know. <laughs> fighting things is pointless, more or less. Like, unless they have something you want, uh, there's really no point in going and fighting them. Um, you're going to get hurt, which you're going to have to use bandages on, which are a limited resource. Or if you want to use your magic, you know, in order to get magic in this game, you have to give up your life. You trade away life to get mana, uh, to get a mana bar. And then when you, when you want to use magic, it uses it, and then if you sleep, your permanent mana goes down, but your permanent stamina goes up. But in order to keep your mind active, you have to not sleep to bring your permanent man mana back up. But that's a tr the trade-off is your permanent stamina starts to go down. So there's just a lot of trade, and each fight is like this this weighing of options of like, is this really worth my time right now, or should I just run and just try and get to where I'm supposed to go? Um, I like it because the game. I like games that are kind of punishing, but it's, it gets grindy. Like there's a set of armor I wanted just before I went off because it's good for magic usage. So I had to sit there and spend like 45 minutes grinding out making potions just so I had the money to buy it because it was easier and quicker than going out and adventuring looking for loot to sell because the loot that was in the area that I was in was worth like nothing. Mm. So it's so, punishing in more ways than one. <laughs> it just it ends up being super yeah. grindy. It just ends up being very, very grindy, unfortunately. Mm. Was it at least what you expected it to be? Like, I, I know when Brooke first started talking about Outward, like, she's like, well, I thought it was going to be this. And then it was a survival game. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> and even from watching it on initial streams, I felt kind of the same way. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> I wanted it to be weirdly more survival aspecty because the other thing that I learned is that you, if you don't eat and you don't drink, you start to take huge debuffs, right? Mm. But you never die from those debuffs. They just get to a bottom point and then uh, somebody, I don't know if they patched it, but a couple, like uh, last month, there's somebody who found out if you just let it go and never touch it, the, the, it must be on like a number counter or something, but if it gets to a certain point, it auto resets and you're back to full hunger, full, full thirst if you just ignore it completely. Um, so I don't know, I don't know, like it's just not, it's not punishing enough and then death really bears no consequence beyond you losing like three hours of your gameplay, which is frustrating. There's no dying. When you die, when you get knocked out, the game just says somebody found you and kidnapped you or somebody found you and rescued you or you woke up in town. Like it's always something happened to you so you live. Uh, so you never really feel that that stress of like, if I die here, this is game over. There's no right, permanent, right. There's, no, there's never been an option for an Iron Man mode, which I would like a lot. Uh, no, it's just weirdly frustrating to the point where I go into the save file and I'll just be like, I'm not, no. And I'll just delete the latest save because there's like 10 auto saves. I'm just like, I'm not losing four hours of gameplay because I got shanked from behind. Like that's hmm. obnoxious. Overall, it's good, but it's not the greatest. Feelings about yeah. video games in 2019. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Lukewarm is how I'm on it. You know, it's pretty fun, but there's, there's a lot of improvement that could be done. Mm. And then that's it, really. Like, I haven't been doing too much beyond what you see on my channel. Uh, I'm waiting for... I beat Sekiro, actually. That was the other one. Oh, thing. nice. I don't awesome. know if anybody else has played Sekiro, but... Uh, I've sucked at Sekiro. <laughs> 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 yeah. So you yeah. finished it then. How how did that work out it. for you? How long um, did it take you? Do you, do you know, just roughly? 40 hours, all told, and I beat almost every optional boss and I got like the secret ending uh, oh. around 40 hours of gameplay, which is kind of standard for a From Software game. 
Um, my opinion on it is that it's from software's worst game, but it's still a good, mm. a really good game. Uh, I just, I have a lot of nitpicks about it that when looking at it, I'm like, mm, I don't, I don't know why you decided this. Uh, specifically towards the, like the back half of the game, after you really start to figure out how the combat system works and that it's really about being aggressive and just learning patterns and parrying, the game doesn't know how to make itself harder. So instead it starts throwing things at you that the game has never really showed you or taught you before. Mm -hmm. And you kind of are forced to figure out these mechanics that are kind of shoved in just to make it more difficult or they'll surround a boss with way more enemies or there'll be like a boss and then like a mini boss attached to it. This is a lot of things that are thrown at you just to be like, see, we're still hard because the <laughs> final boss, I remember seeing streamers saying it was like five or six hours it took me, but he's a super straightforward boss. It took me like 30 minutes, 45 minutes to beat him because it felt like a test of skill. It actually felt like the final boss was everything you've learned, put it to use here. And if you've got mm -hmm. it, you'll win. And that's what was great. All the bosses leading up to it had weird gimmicks that you just had to work around. And that wasn't fun. Uh, for what the kind of game it was because Sekiro more than any FromSoft game is a game about refining your skill and mastering its combat it's not about gear there's no gear leveling it doesn't it doesn't exist like it does in the other ones it's just can you parry can you punish can you parry can you punish and then when they throw in soft like uh moves that that even if you parry perfectly uh are known as soft uh soft posture breaks it still stuns you no matter what even if you're if your posture bar is small there are attacks that bosses have that'll hit you and it'll send you back and give them a chance to reset so you can't punish them. Um, and just kind of ex extends the boss fight for the sake of extending it because you're supposed to take a longer time. Uh, Do, cause you you improve your arm throughout the game. Right? Yeah, but I never I never used it. I never really even used the uh, prosthetic oh. because, yeah, because- I used it a ton. So. Yeah, <laughs> I, it was one of those like, because it had that that you you you're limited to how many times you can use it by the emblems you have. It's like this ammo system. I always was like, eh, save it for when I really, really, really need it. And so I forced myself to just get good at the combat system and I never needed it. So it just so kinda... I've I've been in your position before where I've been like, if I'm if I'm good enough at the game, I shouldn't have to use yes. this other stuff. But would you at least like would you say that if you had learned how to use the arm, maybe some of those gimmicks had direct counters that were additions to the arm? It's hard to say. Maybe. Um, I'm sure that there were a few that was like, Mike, if you'd just done this, it would have been so much easier. But I only watch people play, so I can't. I'm not saying this from any experience at all. I'm just an experience. <laughs> uh, an example of one of the frustrating things is there's this boss. Well, the game teaches you like. There is just a sweeping attack. Sweeping attacks you jump over, always, every single time. That's the only way to avoid it, uh, jump over sweeping attacks. And this is boss really late in the game where he does this charge attack where he puts his arm on the ground and he just charges straight at you. Um, and the what you're supposed to do is not dodge, not run out of the way. You're supposed to jump over it. And if you don't jump over it, even if you're within, you know, you think you're out of the way, you're going to get hit by the move. It doesn't make any sense. But if you jump, the boss is huge. As long as you jump, you will literally clip through his body because the game's like, that's the move that that counters the, the rushing attack. Even if it doesn't look right, it doesn't feel right, it doesn't make sense. It's not a sweep attack as you've been trained to see sweep attacks, but the game says, this is a sweep attack, even though I'm charging you, 
jump and it'll just give you invincibility as long as you're in the air. It's that kind of stuff that I'm like, that's not how you, like, there was no other boss in the game that operated like this. Why is this a thing now? It doesn't make any sense. And there's a lot of moments like that throughout the game. I Can guarantee. I, uh, yeah, go ahead. Just, I want to interject and Please, say. Because I ramble. It is a game that I should have loved. And I just think it's boring. <laughs> Back half of the I game. I just think I it's boring. boring. Like, I understand how if a game is really awesome, you would want to throw yourself at it. Even if you die a bunch, you're like, this is awesome. The music's great or the, it looks visually great. Like all those different things, but it bored me. And I, was, and you can literally tell in all the footage, I have less and less fun the more I play. <laughs> and it's like, not, it doesn't entertain me at all. By the end, I was like, all right, whatever. It doesn't, this one of those few, this one of those few videos where I'm like, I don't care if I ever play this again. And I don't care if people yeah. are mad that I don't ever play this again because I'm not going to ever play it again. It ain't great. It's, it's the first like from software game that you've tried to like actually play, right? No, I played the other ones. Oh, I it's thought you said that that I, you, like, It's the first one that I tried to beat. Other... Okay. It's the first uh, one I, I like tried to beat. And right. other ones I've had fun and I've gone through and been like, well, this was a thing and I enjoyed this, but like, I'm not, not a big, like, I want to die person over and over again in games. And so playing this one, I knew what I was getting into. I just was like, the more I played, the more I was like, I don't, I don't think I just like, I don't think I like this. <laughs> like, I just didn't, <laughs> everything about it, nothing kept me being like, you know, it's worth, the struggle's worth it. Because yeah. you're going to be rewarded right. for the struggle. And every time I beat a thing, the only reward I got was, thank God I never have to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> There's a shitty way to be rewarded. That's not a good reward. No, there were a couple bosses that I loved, and but there were super few and far between, unlike Dark Souls or Bloodborne, which I've loved every one of those games. I've played Dark Souls uh, 1 multiple times. Dark Souls 3 I played a couple times. Loved them. Sekiro, by the end, once you hit like literally the halfway point, I was like, I'm just... I'm ready to be done. Like the world isn't that interesting. The right. lore is new, yeah. but it's it's predictable in a lot of ways. And they they really spell everything out for you. Like they they don't do in other games. There's no mystery to find. The character is bland. Um, even though he's voiced and even though he's a set character, he's just boring. He's kind <laughs> of just a snooze. Um, mm. Yeah, everything about it was just kind of subpar for me. The combat was great, but the minute you figure out the combat and you really nail it down, the game just becomes a slog. Uh, it's, it's, it's unfortunate. Um, I really wanted to love it, but I just ended up really liking it instead, I guess, which is, I mean, still great praise. It's still, I, I still enjoyed my time, but unlike the other ones, I don't see myself going back and new game plusing it. I just don't care. I saw what I wanted to see. And that was the end of it. Uh, Ryan, uh, Northern Line made a good point about one of some of the side bosses. Uh, there's side bosses called Headless that you just fight. And they're all over the map. And they're freaking annoying to fight. They're not even that hard when you get the consumables. But he says it's it's like fighting the Asylum Demon in the beginning. And then every hour you fight an Asylum Demon in Dark Souls. Like you're just constantly fighing dark uh, Asylum Demons where you're just the same, right. the same side boss over and over and over again. There's just no variety in a lot of the, the optional bosses. And yeah, it was kind of a snooze fest at the end. Unfortunately, I feel like I didn't make it far enough through Sekiro, if I'm completely honest. I enjoyed it in the beginning. I'm like, oh, okay, great. If I learn how to do this ability, if I learn how to dodge this, you know, do what they want you to do in the initial first couple bosses, then sure, it'd be great and fun and fine. 
you know, like you're saying with the final boss, being able to put all those skills together, you know, I like the idea that it'd be robust like that. You know, it's forcing you to use what you've learned yeah. in that kind of way. And yeah, I, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's But it sold super well, so we're going to see sequel. <laughs> I'm sure right. we will. That's all I saw after the first two weeks was, ah, sold this many copies. Well, that's great. Yeah, Good Activision won't let them not make a sequel now. Uh, <laughs> true story. Yeah, I never played Neo. Maybe Neo was like a better version of of Sekiro because it has the the loot and that kind of. Right. Thing. I never played it. Maybe I should. Mm. What else have we been playing? Any anything else that? Uh... Um, I've been playing a decent amount of Mordhau. I'm actually really enjoying Mordhau a lot. Uh, it's basically it like chivalry. A chivalry. <laughs> yeah, um, it's like a modern chivalry. It has the same sort of feel in terms of uh, the fighting. Um, but yeah, it's it's a medieval warfare game. Um, apparently, a lot of the people who worked on it originally worked on chivalry. Okay. So uh, they brought with them kind of knowledge of what they wanted to change about chivalry and brought that to Mordhau, which is nice. Um, you can create your own like fighter in the game. So uh, the more that you play, you accrue a currency just from playing. And there are lots of different game modes. Um, a bunch of my friends and I have been playing through it, trying to figure out like, okay, what's the most bang for your buck? Like what, <laughs> what, play. yeah. What can I go into and make the most money in a short amount of time? It's Battle Royale. And so. Uh, <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> Cause even if you die quick, like you didn't spend that much time and you'll probably still get a decent amount of go, you know, anyways. So uh, all of the game modes are, are actually really fun. And as you accrue this currency, you can uh, create a character. They give you lots of different items that determine like, you know, just how you look. But the really fun thing is how many options there are in terms of weapons and the sort of ways that you can try to combo those weapons and do different play styles. Um, so people have been coming up with really, really cool, just like, you know, spoofs off of characters from shows, but also just um ideas you know like oh well i want somebody who carries around bear traps and a longbow and then sets a bear trap and somebody steps on the trap and if they're not quite dead i shoot them in the head right like just like little little stuff like that that's cool um, that's a lot of customization there's a lot of customization in it yeah and you can you can really play around and come up with some cool stuff uh lots of cool team v team modes lots of different areas to play and uh, i believe that they've talked about adding more um and so far the system has been pretty stable like i haven't had a bunch of issues where like i've gotten kicked out of servers or anything like that so yeah it's it's been really fun actually and again if you play chivalry you know that it had a very specific kind of way that you fight like the mouse is very important and it's very slow and methodical um so if you played chivalry and you were like this is not for me Mordhau plays almost identical. Like it feels very, very similar. Uh, there is a tutorial that gives you a lot of currency that takes you through everything. It's like, here's how to use a sword. And now we're going to shoot some stuff. And now we're going to do like on the horse combat, right? And it, like, it takes a decent amount of time, but you, they do reward you with a lot of money and it gives you a really good idea of like how it plays. Um, but yeah, it's, it's fun. It can be a really, really fun game. So I've been loving that. Uh, I also tried out Tales of the Neon Sea, that kind of like cyberpunk Ooh. pixel puzzle game. Um, 
that has very mixed reviews, which surprised me. But the reviews, the negative reviews were saying things that felt very vague. Like, there are just so many puzzles. And I'm like, <laughs> who the fuck is going to play a puzzle game and complain about how many puzzles there are, right? So, like, I wasn't getting a clear idea of what was actually negative about the game <laughs> necessarily. Uh, I thought maybe there's too much repetition of puzzle types. And that's more what they're trying to say is like kind of along the lines of, oh, I'm just fighting the same side boss over and over. Like maybe, you know, they make you unlock stuff a lot and every locking puzzle is an identical locking puzzle. Like I thought maybe that's what was going on there. Um, so far, honestly, it's great. I think its weakest part is that it was obviously written in another language before English. So there's like some translation stuff where you're like, that was phrased really oddly. But yeah. I, I honestly <laughs> think it's because it wasn't in English first. And somebody's going to show up and be like, it was written in English first. In which case, I got nothing for you. It's written here then. <laughs> I got you. It's uh, Chinese first. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, wasn't wrong. Um, but yeah, it's in, in the game, it's like, you know, cyberpunk future but it's pretty it feels pretty present day um they're just little things like oh people have augmentations some people are part robot there are robots around you know but overall it feels like you just live in a city um and you play a detective and uh you have like your robot companion and your cat companion and uh there are some i don't think i don't know that i want to i don't know that i want to say even though it happens pretty early on i don't know that i want to spoil on some Ooh. stuff but um, the art looks great. The art is fantastic. And there are some aspects to the game, like like big things that I did not know about and was so pleasantly surprised. Um, it What I will say is it mixes up the way that you play it fairly often. And I'm hoping that... I'm hoping that when people said, oh, the puzzle, like there are too many puzzles, I'm hoping that that doesn't mean that yeah you're like trying to progress in the game but it just keeps making you do bullshit uh, okay. um that's what i'm worried that that kind of like translates to but so far i'm i'm really enjoying it i'm only a couple of hours in uh but it's it seems like it's got some potential there it looks really cool yeah uh and i played a little bit of heaven's vault because jesse told me to heaven's did vault. you like it it handles very weird. Yeah. <laughs> it handles very weird. I love that it's mostly based in um, like translating things. I think that's awesome. If the whole game was translating stuff, I would be super, super into that. I kept getting frustrated though with the way that the character handles when you're trying to like move around the space and how the camera will cut and stuff. So old, it feels like an old PS1 era. Yeah. So that was frustrating for me just from a quality of life standpoint, I guess. But, um, but yeah, it seems cool. How far did you get in it? Like how long did you play it? Uh, a couple hours. I was like deep into the mystery. So yeah, it was neat. Uh, where did you get to? What's the, what's the last thing you remember doing? Uh, I talked to my mother figure for the second time. Okay. Okay. <laughs> to, to avoid spoiling. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you uh, guys um, the game your like mother figure sends you on a on a on a, on a quest basically yeah. to find yeah. a dude and yeah. Yeah, you and go so around. I went and found a bunch of information and then got to the point where it was like, I guess I better go back and talk to her. Yeah. And I talked to her. There is. It, it's, <laughs> yeah, good. Uh, and that's my feelings. <laughs> it's this face. Keep going. There's some very nice um, moments that occur after that. But uh, yeah, no spoils. It's a good game. It's a good game about archaeology and. Uh, using your skills to determine words based on words you've already seen, that kind of stuff. It's neat. Like it's, it's like a very basic version of archaeology, but I think it's pretty cool. Mm. This is so ambiguous. I can't even have to feel like I have to go play it. The game is mostly yeah, just like it's it's futuristic. It's like sci-fi. So mm. it's you like going to different planets and finding as much information as you can, but like translating stuff is such a huge part of the game that it really encourages you to look everywhere because you might find things written in different places and then get and then see the same like word written more than a couple of times and then your character can be like oh i think i think this word is definitely this and then in the future mm. it makes translating other stuff easier That's cool. um yeah so i found there was an area that i went to like really early on where um, you have like a, a robot that's traveling with you. And I had looked around this area and the robot was like, cool, are you ready to go? And I was like, yeah, I think I, oh, actually there's a thing over there. So I went over and I looked at this thing and the robot was like, cool, are you ready to go? And I realized there was an entire like huge area that I nearly like just left behind. <laughs> and it was so unbelievably important. And I thought it was oh, fascinating wow. that the game was totally willing to let me just leave. <laughs> oh. The game was like, cool, are we ready to go? And if I hadn't have seen all of this other stuff that was like around the corner that I didn't realize for a while, um, I would have been lacking so much information progressing because it informed so many decisions from the character Damn. after that. So I was like, that's really interesting. I bet the game can be played in lots of different ways. And so by like having this translation mechanic, it encourages you to look at everything and if you are looking at everything, you find out so much more stuff that you can then take with you into the other areas and be like, oh, I should really ask about this, you know? <laughs> so yeah, it's it's very cool. And people were saying as far as I got was literally just the very, very beginning of the game. So oh, I'm wow. sure that there's tons more to do, which is nice. Nice. But it handles weird, I think. That's <laughs> <laughs> the downside. That's my criticism. Yeah. Is that walking around? Solid, and solid take. Solid take. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> I am kind of surprised when you're talking about how like devs would just allow you to miss entire huge parts of a game. So many devs are probably really worried if they don't show you absolutely everything. It's like, oh, well, what in the world did they do spend all that money, all that development time doing? Oh, I don't know. There's just this huge amount of area that you could have explored and didn't or that you could have seen and didn't. But for yeah. people that do look in every nook and cranny, and I am that person. I, I look at everything. I open all the drawers in Fallout. Right. I open everything. So I guess maybe I would be rewarded in a game like that versus uh, some other games. So that's, that's kind of interesting. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, trying to think of what else you guys were playing. Uh, the new Life is Strange. 
Don't we bring did. it up. Don't, we oh, don't did. bring it up. <laughs> we Uh-oh. did. I've been Uh-oh. harassed all morning from people who watched the most recent episode. I haven't watched it yet. It's about a decision that I forced uh, onto the group. I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. It, it's it's a, it's a it's a no go zone. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we're not discussing. Well, it's. I will say one thing that I've been thinking about because after said events of video. I went back and I like I had to replay it. I had to like replay things multiple times because I was like, it seems like what happened to us is terrible, just the worst. And mm-hmm. I went back and I played it a few more times, and there was like a gradient scale of terrible, but everything's still terrible. And I don't, I don't know if I like that. I think that this episode. I think you'd probably agree, Dodger, is the most engaging. It's the most like there's I was invested the yeah, whole there's a... time. Yeah, I was like in it. Mm-hmm. But the problem and that's is, why it's so terrible at least now. for me, <laughs> is that the beginning and the ending, it feels like there's false choice. Like in the, we spent two episodes, episode one and two, making this boy the nicest, sweetest boy there ever was. There is like no doubt that our child when we got into this, was like a sweetie pie. Right. We had moments of just like, we really changed this kid. He's not going to be an evil bastard. This episode starts and they're like, everything you did before really doesn't matter. And you're like, what? Wow. So <laughs> we busted our ass for three hours trying to get this damn kid back like to being a sweetie pie. And we- But it's also a coming of age story. So, and people just- There naturally- are moments- There are moments where, like, we break through and everything's good. (laughs) And I just, the way it ends, I was like, there has to be. Yeah, don't spoil it. I was like, there has to be other versions of this. And there are, there are much worse versions. But, like, (laughs) it's still dark. And I was like, oh, shit. So be prepared. If you're going to play or watch, be prepared. It goes down, this one. This one's great, but shit goes down. And I was like, yeah. From watching the trailer for the next one, it feels, yeah, it feels like they were like, okay, this chapter is going to be about this, then this, then this, then this, then this. And because of what they decided ahead of time, chapter four is. Right. Is this the Game of Thrones season? (laughs) Characters serve the plot. So, Uh, but I still really, really enjoyed it. I, I really like... Even though yeah. you invested all that Stop time. harassing me, okay. chat. <laughs> Stop it harassing me. It was super me, fun. Jesse it was look, it was very fun. It was it was en- like an entertaining experience. There's a musical montage for some reason that was great. Dodger, uh I'll never forgive her for betraying me as a human being. Uh she literally <laughs> took everything from me. She sat there, looked me in the eye, and took everything, took every I have no joy left in this world. She snatched it. She's a joy thief. Dodger is a joy Whoa. thief and turned my joy to ash. And all I taste now is ash. She took it, shoo, took it away. Uh, but yeah, I'll never, I'll never. I said today, and I mean this. Coffee. <laughs> I mean this. Just like in the games we play, Jesse will not, like, I will remember this. It is later on in your choice-driven adventure of life. I will remember this moment, and I will get you, so help me God. You will find that one game that you love 
just one game that you love beyond all else and he's gonna shit somehow all he'll over ruin it. it yeah somehow he'll ruin it for me and i'll be like what the fuck you'll be like payback bitch and then you'll appear into smoke yeah <laughs> jesse cox remembers mic drop 2019 over uh, it was it was silly and fun it's cute yeah but uh katana zero yeah i love oh. that game i love that game so much play katana zero chat just go play it katana zero <laughs> it's so good i remember playing it at pax and i remember being like okay damn i played it and like it's great it's great i wasn't even i was like eh i'll get to it people kept saying like it's awesome dude and i was like i'll get to it and i sat down to play shit i was like this game has everything i could possibly want it's got crazy murder it's got like a weird ass meta plot it's got dreams about like monsters and shit it's got shadow people i was in i was like i don't give a fuck i'm in this is great it's like everything i could possibly want and it made me so happy everything about it was fantastic y'all need to pick the game up 100 it's great i tried to sell it I tried to sell it on the last podcast. I, I'm a, the worst salesman of all time, but I, I love Katana Zero so much. Mm. So good. There's really not much you can say about it because it would spoil a lot of it. So well, just- I mean, you I can mean- say the, the general plot is that you are a hired samurai assassin. In some real future. The way you play the game is you go through different levels murdering guys and you try to like do it in the most efficient way possible. The idea is that it's done through... The best way to describe it is, have you ever seen the Sherlock Holmes movies with Robbie Do- Robert Downey Jr.? When he fights, he plans the battle out beforehand, and then it goes like, blah, 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 and plays. It's that. <laughs> You're technically doing the battle plan. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, you, like, rewind to your initial thought. Yeah, but, sure. like, that's what you're doing. And then at the end, it shows the footage of what you actually did. I think that's and that's kind of like the way it plays. And then there's a lot of fun little choice driven moments and weird story bits. And uh, my favorite part is that you don't have, you can just be a dick to everyone. Oh like, yeah, hang up on everyone. Just to, like not talk to people or hang up the phone. I think that's very fun. It is great. Like it is mm-hmm. genuinely great. So did yeah, you mouse and keyboard it praise. or did you play with controller? Oh, I played with controller. I'm yeah. The <laughs> No, with the rumble and everything on the combat just felt so satisfying like not since dead cells have i felt combat be so satisfying and and the amount of blood and everything it's just perfect it is there's a moment where uh you break into the meeting of the slim jims i think is what the slim jimmies i'm not sure what their (laughs) names are it's a bunch of like you know a bunch of the 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 very thin mobs that you like fight the monsters the guys you fight and there's like four of them together and when you show up if you run at them at a certain way it was amazing they all four run at you and i jumped back down the stairs and then slashed up and did it like slash slash like killed them four in a row as they kept running into my blade on accident they were like oh they just it was so cool looking <laughs> i was like this is the greatest game ever <laughs> it was so cool i wish i could do that in more games it's the- what i wish sekiro was I wish I could just like <laughs> slash up and like four guys would decapitate and be like, that was the greatest thing I've ever seen. That's what I want in my samurai like fiction. Not it was Sekiro, so cool. Man. You want Dynasty Warriors? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but you know the Japanese version, so samurai right. warriors. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. I like the the dialogue options didn't really take themselves too seriously either. Like you could cosplay as Pinkachu, not Pikachu, but Pinkachu. Right. And the reception is just like, okay, have fun, Pinkachu. And it's just like <laughs> oh they continue, they carry it, they carry it on throughout I, I the chose, story. I chose I a different it. option. And she was like, "You're cute." And I was like, "Damn right I am." And she's like, "Give me your room number or some shit." And I'm like, "Yeah, girl, it was great." It was. Uh, I'm trying. Oh my god, there's one. What is the guy who's like? In one of the levels, the dudes are, dudes are talking about him like Big Stevie or whatever. He's like, who is it? Yeah, yeah, Strong Terry. Oh, like, like Strong Terry. <laughs> He's the strongest badass there ever was. Who do you think's better? This samurai dude or Strong Terry? And they have a conversation. Later on, when you kill Strong Terry, the dude's like, Strong Terry, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's, so, it's just like a random guy. You just kill him and everyone's like, oh. That was strong Terry. It's a really funny moment. I was like, this game has has it all. It's good. Yeah, it's really good. Oh, I love it. I can't say enough good things about this game. It's strong <laughs> Terry. No, and I go back to playing it. I think that's one thing that has that Sekiro didn't in a way uh even though you fail, well, at least I do anyway because I'm horrible sure. at games. Um Mathis back me up here cuz we're both kind of bad at games sometimes. <laughs> Yeah. You, whoa, you whoa. bank you whoa. bank on being bad at games, but yet you want them to be harder. No, no, that's what I love about Mathis. Anyone who hasn't actually watched a Mathis video, please stop what you're doing. Don't even watch the rest of the podcast. Go and watch Mathis play a game because he will want games to be harder, even if he's not good at them. And that's me too. I am the same way. I want games to be difficult. I don't want there to be an easy option for that's Sekiro. I just gamer. It's true gamer. We want to punish you, you ourselves. The hardest possible, even if I suck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for me, this is kind of what I wanted from Sekiro, it's like, I don't mind dying so many times. And my stream would back me up on this, at least when I streamed this game. I did it for probably like four or five hours, the initial set down session that I did with it. I didn't care that I died a million times in the same stage. It just kept me going back and playing over and over and over. Whereas actual Sekiro, there is a point where it's just like, nah, nah, I'm well, out. It, it, I'm it became- out. <laughs> A lot of Sekiro is running back to where you died, and the combat isn't as. I guess it's like EverQuest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like so unless you're fighting a boss, the run back to wherever you're going is long. Luckily, mm. the bosses are have really short checkpoints, but yeah, in Sekiro, ooh baby. At least in, in this game, I can rewind to find out what it is I did wrong. In Sekiro, it's more like, oh, I just didn't keep the mob in front of me for a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah, it really does boil <laughs> down to that sometimes. And that's dumb. <laughs> Make better games. <laughs> but yeah, secure, uh, Katana Zero. Amazing game. Amazing game. Awesome. Please play it. Um, Jesse, how did Lorelei go? Yo, that game is effing crazy. Uh, <laughs> I would say before you even contemplate jumping into Lorelei, uh, it is 100% the conclusion of the Downfall Cat Lady story. So if you've played oh, Cat that's Lady, Cat Lady? Okay. Mm-hmm. if you played that, the payoff in this will be much better. But Lorelai as a whole is like not like Cat Lady was insane. There was things that happened in that you were like, what the hell? Lorelai is darker and a little more, I don't want to say sad, but like it's still scary and still weird and very strange, but it deals with a uh a young woman and her home life and her mother and stepfather and like all that shit and so it's it's like a little touchy um 
And then, of course, the Queen of Maggots shows up, and then it gets insane. So, you know, it is 100% the conclusion. There are characters that appear that you're like, oh, I know you. And if you don't, you can still get through and kind of get it, but you won't, like, understand why things are happening the way they are. But uh, still a weird point-and-click adventure. Still a very strange story with incredible visuals. Um, And apparently there is a karma system. I don't remember if there's a karma system in the previous ones. Maybe there was, and I don't just don't remember. There's a karma system, and I've been discovering it as I'm going through, so I feel like I'm doing something amazing by being a goody two-shoes. Maybe <laughs> I'm not. Maybe I'm really screwing the pooch, but I'm trying my hardest to be a good a good boy. So we'll Maybe see. like life is strange. It doesn't matter if you're being a goody two-shoes and raising the best boy. Well, I know it matters in these games because there's definitely a, like multiple endings. Mm-hmm. And I've seen some of the crap endings from Cat Lady, and I've seen the great, like the good ending from Cat Lady. So I kind of know what that's like. So I'm hoping that's kind of the gist with this. Did you have like a neutral ending in Cat Lady? I don't remember. Maybe. <laughs> you said you haven't played the first one of this trilogy, right? Downfall. I have yeah. now. I have oh, now. Okay. Uh, but I at the, when I played Cat Lady, I had not played Downfall at all. So there were things in Cat Lady that people were like, "Oh, that's from Downfall." I was like, "Oh, okay." So in this, there are definitely things from the two previous games that are important, yeah. but are not like game, like you won't be like, I don't get it. You will <laughs> just simply be like, oh, this character showed up and did a thing. And I guess that's supposed to be important, but I don't know who that is. Like that kind of stuff. So you will get much more out of the game if you have the context of the other ones. Yeah. Even the description of the game is like, this is the conclusion of that story. So... Yeah, you, you kind of understand what to do. Also, I think it colors the way you see things. So, like, when you meet characters, if you know this character to be up to no good, in the previous games, your your dialogue options when you talk to them, you'll probably choose things that are like, I don't trust you. Things like that, <laughs> rather than be like, well, I have no reason not to trust you, right? You'll, you'll, you'll have a colored experience based on sort of what you've done in the past versus, right. like, going into it fresh, so... And I wonder what that's like doing it without any experience with the past games. Mm. Yeah. But visually amazing. The music, I guess the woman who does the voice of Lorelai is also a musician. And so they got her to do the songs for the game. And at first I was like, the first song that plays, I was goofing and like, oh, this is just, it sounds like it's going to be Evanescence or something. <laughs> and then it starts up and it is, it slaps. That shit's great. I was like, is this a duet? Are we... Oh, oh, it like got good. It like got real good all of a sudden. I was like, this game. Nice, 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 nice. Yeah, so. It's so Dragon's cool. Dogma all over again. What no, a give me a sequel it to that really was. damn game, man. Sorry. <laughs> Dragon's On every platform. Dogma 2. Whew, what a great game that was. Anyway, hi. We're back. <laughs> Uh, any other games that you guys have been up to playing, whatnot, would like to talk about? Um... Plague Tale somebody was playing? Oh, Close to the Sun. Did I talk about this mm-hmm. before? Can I talk I about it again? So. Not that I recall. Close to the Sun is a game that I've been following for a while because it has a lot of uh, Bioshock vibes is the best way to describe it. I've been following it. And then I just didn't hear anything. Only to find out that it released on the Epic Game Store. 
had no, had not a clue it was out. And so I went and downloaded it and it is a game in which, let me just give you the setup. Um, it's very Bioshocky. It's a game <laughs> in which Nikola Tesla makes a giant superboat for scientists out in the ocean. And it's so they can experiment freely without having to deal with like, you know, politics. Uh, but his arch rival, Thomas Edison, is attempting to sabotage all of his like experiments in order to make sure that he doesn't get more advanced than him. And so your sister, you play this woman whose sister has taken a job on this boat. She's one of the head scientists and she is um, working on some crazy project. You get a letter from her that's like, hey, I need you on the boat. Please come out as soon as you can. You go out to this boat. You get there. Of course, nobody's around. And you have a communication thing in which you can hear your sister. And she talks to you and is like, hey, I need you to go to this place and do this thing. And like, we're going to meet this place. And it is, it's less Bioshock with a gun, more Bioshock horror, if that makes sense. Okay. So it's like, you're not fighting shit. You're running from stuff. You're not fighting anything. Um, you unravel the story. It's definitely story-based. It has puzzles and things that you solve. And at a certain point, you realize that it's, like, really deep. And shit is, is like, really mind effy. And I'm not going to spoil what happens. But, like, it is crazy. It the game is... What I thought it would. Yeah. The game gets real crazy. It is not about, like, a weird like dudes trying to kill you in masks and stuff it is like the minute that the game is literally this setup of just like nikola tesla he's doing this thing and he's going to change the world and it has this bioshock feel and eventually it goes from being like you know this beautiful perfect world to insanity and it only gets more insane and it gets crazier and crazier the more you play and i love it it's really good. I have not beaten it yet. I have no idea what the actual like crazy twist is going to be, but the setup. So it's it, a is it a first person puzzle adventure game then? Is that what it is? Pretty looks? much, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say I keep on scrolling through uh, gameplay videos of it to like look for any kind of combat whatsoever and it, I'm no like combat. I'm like I'm like no, no, no. no. Combat. So, so you right. It has the aesthetic of yeah. BioShock. <laughs> But oh, it has, <laughs> it's, but it's like a walking puzzle-solving horror game. Mm. No, I, lo yeah. I love the the vibe of it though, like just the aesthetic all over. Yeah, totally, hundred percent nailed it. It is very Bioshock. Very Bioshock. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. The uh, it, it definitely has that thing of you don't know who to trust. You don't know, like people come over to your ear comms, like you gotta help me, you gotta do, and you don't know, like who's actually on your side and who's not. You don't know what's real and what's not. Like, shit gets wild. Damn it, And I, <laughs> it gets to the point where it's like, there's a tipping point, and it's like, welcome to the roller coaster, bitch. So I can't wait to play more. I'm very excited about where this game goes. Yeah, it looks really cool. I think I'm I will say, I will say, it's, someone in chat said Bioshock plus Amnesia. It is a much slower burn than than and like amnesia had like jump scares coming to get your ass right away this game has a much like it builds the tension like a, a great example is uh you, you start on like a little like at the very beginning you start on like a, a little 
automated boat that takes you out to the bigger boat. When you're on it, the voice recordings that are telling you the procedures are like staticky and sound old and warped and like something's wrong. When you finally land, when you get off, you just hear like groans way in the distance in the background, like that kind of build up. Like you know something's wrong, but it's not thrown at you at like right away. That sounds neat though. Yeah, it's this really slow build up. You go there's like a museum area you walk through where it's all of Tesla's inventions. So it like gives you a little backstory on Tesla too. So you're like, who if you didn't know, you're like, who is this guy? But it also <laughs> gives you this idea that like Edison does not like this dude. And Edison has the backing of the government and they're out to get Tesla, that kind of thing. And so you have this like, what is going on in this world? Then you see like there's Tesla might be a little crazy too, because like he sees all of the people after him. And so he's going after people. There's like levels. And then it starts to go, oh, oh, wait, what? Oh, wait, what? Oh, no. And it's like, yeah. And then once you hit there, you're just like, fuck it. Let's do this. It's about to get crazy. <laughs> how many hours have you played so far? Like how long of a game? Five is it? right now. Um, the chapters go by fast. Okay. So like in the first hour, I think in the first four chapters, and that was with me exploring. And then you get into some crazy puzzles and stuff, and it took a little bit longer. But, um, yeah, it's yeah, – I can't uh, – the stuff I want to say, I can't speak. <laughs> just like y'all – High great. praise. Yeah, I'm just – it was weird that it was on the Epic Game Store, and I did not know about it. I figured – all those people were like, Epic Game Store really, like, promotes the new titles. I had no effing clue it existed, and it was out. Yeah, I've never even heard of this at all. <laughs> yeah. yeah, same. Interesting. Um, have you guys uh, seen the, I guess, the latest jam that most people seem to be playing today, uh, uh, Plague Tale Innocence? I have not played it, but I've seen a lot of people playing it. Downloaded it, ready, I'm excited. Same, I, I just downloaded it right before the podcast started and I'm kind of hyped to play it. Uh, it's been pitched to me as kind of a cross between brothers, which, oh my God, my heart, am I ready for this? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, sort of like a cross between that and, oh gosh, what is it I wanna say? Um, mm, it's literally on the tip of my tongue and I can't even think of what it is now. But <laughs> the um, the premise though, I guess, is that uh, you are trying to survive the Black Death. So uh, the game is made by Asobo Studio. They're a French company. I guess the only thing really of note that they've done previous to this would be, they worked on the crew and they worked on ReCore, but I think the last game that they did all on their own, it's been a minute. <laughs> The the thing like the best way to describe this game is you are a sister and brother trying mm -hmm. to make it through uh, this war torn plague ravaged kingdom. Uh, I believe it's France, and you're it trying is. to get through yeah. and uh, perhaps find your mother. Mm. Uh, your little brother is sick; he may have the plague. You don't know. There's this whole thing going on, but. Uh, the story, it's like a narrative-driven, at the end of the day, kind of a puzzle-solving game. And the best way to describe it, because I've, I've, I'm super into this, and so I've been thinking about this for a while. The best way to describe it is the game features this crazy rat mechanic, where there are rats everywhere, waves and hordes of rats. And because you're these two young kids, you cannot fight these rats off. And in fact, the rats, anyone who comes in contact with this pack of rats dies. Like, they'll just yeah. swarm and eat you. Right. And so... The idea of the game is that you're supposed to use um, 
fire in order to keep the rats at bay while you make your way through puzzles. And the idea is eventually you can't like just throw a torch in the ground. You have to figure out how to use lanterns or how to use uh, guys who have torches or how to sneak past things in the light, right? And mm -hmm. so if you ignore the fact that the rats, think of it like water or lava or whatever the, the, the wave of whatever, um, you're using that then to also, if there's like a guy, like a guy trying to kill you, you're you're not going to kill that guy. But if you can figure out a way a for the rats guy. to kill that guy, okay. then you can get through the level. And so right. it's that kind of thing where every every level is like a puzzle of how you use the rats to your benefit to get through the stage. And that's like the best way of thinking of it. Uh, but it's a narrative-driven version of that. And the moments where it's the sister and brother just sort of together, um, it's, it's really sad and touching, but also cute. Like there's a moment where... Uh, in one of the demos that I played a while ago where um, the brother, and maybe it's, I think it was last year's E3, where the brother and sister are going through like a battlefield. And the brother is so upset because he doesn't want to step on these people that are laying down on the ground. And he just oh. is like, I don't want to step on. And so you like have to walk over the bodies and he's like really emotionally upset. Like he doesn't want to hurt them. And it's so sad. <laughs> like everything about this thing is like, it's, it's a unique experience. And so I've been waiting for this game for a while and it looks really cool. So I'm very exciting and it looks beautiful yeah it yeah. does um yeah the last of us is what i was thinking thank you person in chat brothers like mixed with the last of us the studio originally was like we want to make a, a narrative driven story that's kind of in the same vein as the last of us and mm -hmm. i don't know i i like the idea that it relies a bit more on stealth than some of the games that we've been seeing a bit more because i stealth mechanics in general i'm a huge fan of and i was a little bit let down in sekiro i guess because stealth seemed like it was featured so heavily in the beginning tutorial and then i was just kind of like no actually it's it's not so much about that so anything that has stealth involved in it i'm always going to be like oh yes we must explore this we must see exactly how good it in fact is but i'm at the same time when i hear anything being compared brothers wise I'm, I'm, I'm like preparing my heart. I'm just for I, sure. Yeah. Am I, am I going to be ready for this? But yeah. Mm -hmm. So Misia and her little brother Hugo trying to survive the Black Plague. Um, but yeah, this is out right now, and I think it's on. Let's see. I know it's on PC. It's on PS4, and I think it's on Xbox One. Oh, it is on PC. Ooh. Oh, oh yes, it is because I have that downloaded six, already. Six, six, six. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> as soon as it, as soon as I saw it, I was just like, yep download right now <laughs> but yeah no it looks like a absolutely gorgeous game and i don't know i'm not sure what to expect out of this studio though because they haven't really made anything except a bunch of disney movie like hey we made the video game of this uh, yeah. disney movie like up right. or toy story oh, they made be their big kickoff then I, I i hope so hope so for them because they need a win <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so um a plague tale innocence is already out uh, one thing I'm playing casually, I don't know if you guys have played it. Uh, I haven't played it since its initial launch. I'm playing it now is Enter the Gungeon again. What do you uh, think? Oh, we're back they, in it. They, I'm back in it 100% because I haven't played since the original release and they've had like three or four. Oh, yeah, they've added releases. stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a totally different game. It's way more fun. It, 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 there's a lot. They, they really took players' critiques to heart and honed the game to be a lot more enjoyable. So, before getting an overpowered run like you would in other roguelikes or whatnot wasn't really something that you could get in Gungeon. Now you can. 
there's a ton of synergies where if you have like one gun and another gun, they both are affected and now they shoot different, have different powers and there's a lot more passive bonuses and there's all kinds of branching uh, levels you can go to that are you know beneficial or detrimental depending on what kind of run you want. Uh, there's a lot more variety in the game, which is really what I was looking for. And uh, it's superb now. It's really, really mm. good. If that was something that was holding you off when the game first came out, uh, now you should definitely check it out. There's a lot I, of good stuff. Yeah, I know Octo occasionally returns to Gungeon and has really liked all of the additions they've made. So, Yeah, it's really, really good. I enjoy it a lot. And there's so many different options that you can, there's like a whole room of NPCs. If you want the game to be super random, you can go up to an NPC and be like, I want to do rainbow runs. And so the first floor, uh, the you get one chest to floor and the chest is a rainbow chest and it has like six really great items and you pick one of them and the rest disappear. And that's like how the whole run goes. Or there's uh, someone who can bless your run, somebody who can uh, make the run even more random or make the run faster. So you can really tweak what kind of run you want to have in Gungeon and not just play the standard experience if you don't want to. Mm. It's really dope. Been having a lot of fun with it. Awesome, awesome. Uh, I am looking to see what else is coming out this week or has recently come out. It seems like we're a bit thin, if I'm honest with you. And I'm not sure if that is down to, hey, E3 time, so we're not going to release anything because we're not going to be at home in our offices to support something if something is broken. (laughs) Um, But apart from Rage 2 coming out today, um, which, I don't know. Anybody play Rage 2? I am not. I, I, have, it. I have it. I'm ready to go. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready to play. So it's going to be something I do. But first, I want to finish Lorelei because that's, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, the only, on list. the only other thing I'm seeing is, let's see, Darkwood. That's also out on PS4 today. Switch on the oh, 16th, cool. 17th for Xbox One. I'm not seeing PC, so yeah. Uh, but that's because it's a uh, console port. So that is to be expected. Castlevania uh, Anniversary Edition, May 16th. Can you, uh, no, yeah, nothing. Yeah, a lot of the stuff that I've been watching uh, have changed, the, I mean, hell, have changed their release dates too. Right. Don't After worry E3. about it. <laughs> yeah, soonish. And I'm like, great, thank you. <laughs> so helpful. First half of 2019. Awesome. Great. Fantastic. Thank you. Fantastic. Thank you very much. So helpful. Appreciate that. <laughs> I'm looking forward to Total War Three Kingdoms when that hits next week. Mm. Is that next week? The 23rd. So maybe a little over a week. That's right. Very excited. Yeah, there's nothing. Oh, yeah, the remake. I wouldn't. I, 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 it's not like I don't have it already and I just can't talk about it. No. <laughs> it's not like it isn't already on my desktop and I've been playing it or anything. Best. No, 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 no. No, no, no. <laughs> It's not like I'm not even worried about the release date because I already have it in one hour. You not Jesse, the- NDA Cox, never. No. I love them. Totally worse. <laughs> I also love just, guys, guys, you can play as Guan Yu, Zhang Fei, and Liu Bei. And then Xiao Yun can join you. And the boys can just roll out wearing green, just like Rough Rider style. It's great. <laughs> I love it. You guys see the new Final Fantasy remake trailer? I, I did. did. We're, it's it's about time. It is about yeah. time. What what, what are your feelings? Poor baby boy's face. Oh, um, Cloud is so <laughs> toddler looking. <laughs> he does. He looks like he was one, and they they aged him up and gave him away. That's they always do that though. And every his Advent children look was fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um funny story, uh, Octo on stream 
was like, if they say anything about Final Fantasy VII Fantasy Remake before 2020, I will buy a collector's edition copy and eat it. And then immediately well, after that, they put up the trailer and he was like, all right. Uh, <laughs> and so if you look on his Twitter, there's like a sequence of like three tweets where one of them is just a screen cap of the Google search. Can I eat a PlayStation disc and not die? <laughs> oh my God. It will kill him. He will die. Yeah. We will lose. There's, we will there's lose him. Extremely toxic things in discs. Don't eat discs. Um. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Rip. He has to do it. He has to do it. He said it on stream. It's the laws of the internet. promise. You have to do it. It's been clipped forever there. Um, So that's pretty funny. That's just... (laughs) That's just the penalty of doing business on the internet, man. Here's here's my problem, and here's my my fear with this. I'm convinced they're going to do only the edgy, cool, awesome bits Mm. and not the wacky shit that made Final Fantasy fun. Yeah, like, there's taking uh like all the different people you can take on the golden saucer ride uh yeah. all the different like bs events like trying to go the, save tifa from a du- test and all that shit literally snowboarding guys, do you remember what this game's about literally there's a scene in which you discover that hojo tried to have uh bestiality yeah bang Aerith. <laughs> There's a scene where you dress up as a woman yep. in order to save tifa from getting banged there is a That's scene where like best. There's so much shit that goes on. There's the whole goofy bit between all the uh, Shinra guys who are just like big Team Rocket goobers. There's yeah, yeah. so much in this game <laughs> that if they remove it and keep only the edgy shit from like Advent Children and stuff, I'm be real mad. I'm be real I, mad. I'm super worried what they're going to do with freaking episodic content because it's going to be episodic. And they said each one is going to be a full priced $60 game. But have they have they said that recently? Because they've also like reworked the entire game since they said that and last time. New studio and everything now yeah. too. They like literally. They might not they do that. Group working on it, stopped it, went back to the drawing board. Yeah. I don't know. If it is episodic, again, I I'll say the same question I had before. Uh, what do you cap at level? Do you cap levels? Hmm. And if you cap levels, then doesn't that defeat the point of grinding in an RPG? And uh, right. the yeah, Asian a- market is loves grinding. So like, you're telling me like, or do they even it open? You're telling me that by the end of disc one, I could be level 99 going into like, yeah, no, they they reaffirmed it. Like, I, it doesn't make any sense. I don't know what the strategy of that's my fear. Like, it's an RPG, and not even yeah. just character levels. Like, even your materia levels. Like, what but are like, you just going to give me? Like, three star right? all materia? What? <laughs> what? How, like, so they they retweeted it. I guess they re- they tweeted it four days ago. It's still going to be episodic. Um, okay. So my that's my my fear is like, what are you going to take each disc basically of the PS one story and make it its own full $60 game? Am I going to have to like, you haven't left Midgar, but it's going to cost you 60 bucks to leave Midgar. (laughs) Yeah. Like what what are they going to add to make each episode, however many episodes are going to be worth my $60 buy-in price. Mm. When I played this game, obviously 97, it's really difficult to compare it, but I paid full price for the full, I got the whole story back then. Now am I going to have to pay you know, if it's three episodes, friggin' hundred. Uh, well, Mathis, since oh, then, Final God. Fantasy VII has become a cultural phenomenon. Yeah, I know. Multiple games and appearances and other shit. Are they going to take everything? To you, they're going to milk every goddamn cent they can from you, you fucking fanboy. I'm not going to play Give me that. No, dude, give me give me a remake of that Vincent game from PS2. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. Yes. 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 
that game was great. That game was rad as fuck. My favorite is yes. that the villain was Japanese songster Gact. <laughs> Do you remember that shit? It was no, like, I don't. I do they were like remember. starring Gact. And then they had a song at the end from Gact. And that was like, that was incredible. That was the first time I was ever really exposed to like Japanese, like J-rock. And I was... For a while, I listened to that song. Oh my god, there is like an angsty young Jesse version of just like, yes, it's great. <laughs> but I wonder if the only other thing they could do is the ep ep episode one is the full Final Fantasy story, and then episode two is like sequel or continuish continuation. I think it's gonna be. I think episode one is gonna be uh, literally getting to the bridge at the end of Midgar. Yeah, and they leave you and dangling. Like if I find it, chop it up in episodes, because that's when the game suddenly goes from being open world. Yeah, yeah, that's when I like in my mind remember being young and playing this game and having my mind blown because I thought it was all going to be in like the different sectors and it was going to be Same. around the reactors and that's the whole game. And the minute they were like, "Welcome to the open world, bitch," I was like, oh. <laughs> "It <laughs> blew my more. mind." And as a like that, and I can see that I literally just. Get to the bridge, it's episode one. Death of a character that I'm sure everyone remembers, <laughs> episode two. Episode three, if that's what it is, is going to be like more open worldly stuff going to like, you know, Rio and Gold Sauce and all that. And then if they do a four, it'll be the end game stuff. The that's combat. what I would imagine. But because eventually the beginning of the game is very cinematic heavy. Mm -hmm. And eventually <laughs> that falls away to open world stuff. So imagine as they go on, it'll be more about things you can do rather than like things you can see. I don't know. Mm. Right Man, I don't know. Yeah. It's going to be great. It's going to be. Here's the thing. It's not going to suck. It's just going to be like, <laughs> I can see it being not what people want because of episodes. So, We've built this yeah. game up to be something beyond what it is. And it's going <laughs> to, no matter what, it's going to sell 12 bajillion copies. And it's yeah, everyone's it going to like suddenly be naming themselves X Sephiroth X again. And I'm be real <laughs> oh, I can't upset. wait. You gotta claim those now. <laughs> yeah, you gotta get back but here's, like, here, games. here's the thing, nerd burgers. Buy this shit because the more you buy, the likelier it is that I'm gonna get a Final Fantasy VI remake. And that's all I give a damn about. See that? I will give I will burn the kingdom down to get a Final Fantasy VI remake. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I will do, do whatever it takes. Do Blood we? and ash. I'm in. I want that so badly remake final fantasy 6 you haters do we have the mini jesse novella of why final fantasy 6 is the best final fantasy online somewhere in a pdf because you um, told you told us that you had written this out at some point right like there's I an actual I, I paid i paid not only did i pay for god to do it uh <laughs> not only did i do that but also um uh, uh, maybe it's you paid someone to like what you dictated to them like no, here's why no no this guy uh was doing uh research papers on oh. video games um and and so i was like yo let's do a final fantasy 6 one and straight up it's just this it is why it's the greatest and it is an in-depth like from music to the leveling progression to characters and development it is the i'm trying to find it right now uh, so I can just give you all links. You can see like how in depth it is. And it's gonna blow your mind. Uh, but feel free. To I'm talk sorry about to. I know. I'm, I'm sorry to put you on the spot about it. I was just like, you know, I actually haven't seen this, so I would, I would like to see this. You know, just if you if you saw six remade purposes. Jesse, 
Uh, interesting question from chat then. Would you want to see it in remade in the style of how seven is being remade, or would you want to like see an Octopath version of like six remake? Ooh. Ooh. Uh I'd settle for an Octopath. I'd be fine with that. I'd be, I'd, I'd if be they totally only okay brought it out on the Switch. It wouldn't be right. I don't like the fact that when I look this up, there's a Kotaku retrospective on it, and I don't like <laughs> it. <laughs> oh. Where's mine? That is not what I asked for. Maybe Jesse will post it on Twitter later. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm going to find this out. No, no, no. We're going to do it right now. Do it's it happening. Content. Live content right now. Mm -hmm. But you guys can talk about whatever it is. It's not, I've got about. nothing else. Like I've gotten, I've not we're, played anything. Yeah, we're actually about to, to get to shout outs, but uh, we can start those while Jesse is finding this. Uh, Brooke, yeah. Brooke, what's coming up for you on your channel? I know you stream every day, which is amazing. I do. Um, I nor to be fair, I normally wind up canceling like one every week. <laughs> But I have the slots are there to potentially stream every every day of the week. Um, yeah, you can find me at Dex Bonus on everything. Uh, I post goofy shit and I talk about how cute my baby is. And if that sounds wholesome and fun for you, please come hang out with me. That would be great. Um, I started Heaven's Vault. I started uh, Tales of the Neon Sea. So we might be continuing those. Um, but it sounds like there's a bunch of other amazing games that have just come out. So we'll see. But uh, yeah, I, I play a lot of like story-driven point-and-click puzzle adventure sort of stuff. So yeah, if you'd like to, to experience those with me, I would love to have you. Awesome, awesome. Mathis, what about you? What is coming up for you on your channel? I am still playing a whole lot of Outward and Kenshi mostly. So I, play, I basically play a lot of sandbox open-end games where the story is whatever it is that I'm making up at the time. Um, I also just released, uh, me and this fool do a conspiracy paranormal podcast called it's Chiluminati. True. It's great. Uh, we just released, uh, the second part of, uh, the Andrew WK conspiracy podcast, uh, driven by Alex. So go listen to that. And I stream occasionally. I've been waiting to get onto the GTA five RP, no pixel server before I stream again. It's been a, it's been a challenge, but working on it. And then. Oh, I do D&D stuff as well. So uh, every Saturday I'm on roll for it. I just wrapped up a 30-week Vampire the Masquerade 5th Edition campaign that I ran. So if you look that up on roll for it, uh, the YouTube channel, you can check that out. And then on Wednesdays, uh, usually I'm doing stuff on Lost Initiative, which is my little D&D channel. Uh, Lost Initiative show on Twitch. And that's it. Awesome, awesome. And you guys can find Mathis over at twitch.tv slash MathisGaming. Hell yeah. Yep. But you, Jesse, did you manage to find your yes. okay. amazing link? So here's the deal. Not only can you get this on a website version, there are book versions of it as well. Uh, it's of course. this guy who does a thing called Reverse Design, where he's done like Reverse Design Chrono Trigger, and I think he might have done Final Fantasy VII as well. He's, uh, I'm going to, actually, I'm just going to work with him. on. I might just make a video series called Why Final Fantasy VII is the greatest game. <laughs> Final Fantasy VI, sorry. Um, and so uh, I'll, set, I'll put the link for you guys in chat here. And I'll put the link for people in chat there. This is a website created in 2012. Um, if you go through this, you can see that it's literally like the most, you keep going, you're like, there are charts and graphs. And eventually you see like plot design and music. This is a real thing someone did and I paid him to do this. And uh, you'll notice it keeps going. It is, it talks about like Final Fantasy V's 
leveling increments and Diablo 2 and Final Fantasy stuff. Like it gets into details. It's reverse designing the game. And it shows you everything oh you could gosh. possibly want to know about why it's the greatest game of all time. Stats, people. That's what matters. Mathematics. It's proven. <laughs> it is known. Alien. It is known. <laughs> they speak in math. Math is a universal language. And when they come to Earth, they're going to be like, ah, the this math. They know what's up. <laughs> this must be Earth's out. finest Final work of art. Fine. Yeah, Earth's finest work. Exactly. <laughs> You're going to see it and be like, oh, my God. Jesse Cox was right. Yeah, this is this thing. I pay this man good money for this. And I also help pay for the Chrono Trigger one as well. It's great. It's why it's the greatest game ever made. It's there. Awesome. What's coming Just, up on? Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Unimportant. It doesn't matter. Go. Don't come to my channel. Go read that. <laughs> read it. It's one of the greatest things in the world. It'll make you believe what I'm saying. You will literally see how perfectly designed that game is and why it's one of the greatest like achievements in gaming history. Don't I even don't... question it. Just go read it. It'll blow your fucking mind. You'll be like, God damn, Jesse was right. And, and I was. And once they're done reading that, <laughs> what else is coming Doesn't up for you? <laughs> You're not, oh, get a plug. You're not getting go, a plug from him. Go message, go message him and be like, <laughs> my dude, that was great. I can't wait for you to work with Jesse on a video series called Why Final Fantasy VI is the Greatest Video Game of All Time. <laughs> He's like, Make uh, it happen. Eight seasons of that. Mm -hmm. I love it. Oh, my God. That'd be incredible. Just keep, <laughs> keep it going. Like multiple video series, like a documentary series that's like 80 episodes long. That's about one game. Would be incredible. <laughs> devote my life to that i would devote my life to making that happen the dream the dream well that is probably gonna wrap it up for us for this week thank you guys so much for tuning in uh next week uh episode 250 what's that gonna be like <laughs> air mary um thank you so much to mathis for Coming thank on you, Mathis. Thank y'all. And of course, thank you as always to Brooke and Jesse for coming along and being the entertaining part of the crew. Uh, and thank you guys for watching. <laughs> and yeah. we thank will you. see you guys next time. Goodbye. Yeah. Bye-bye, everybody.